Commanders versus the Eagles edition of the Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Game on Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100x. That's right. Turn $5 into 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hrfbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, the NBA is back, so is the NBA Gambling Podcast. To celebrate, we're giving away a NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog for all the details. Welcome, everyone, to the Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And it happened. Jalen Hurts playing through his hurt knee, putting the team on his back, overcoming adversity, which some would say he created with the turnovers. But still, great performance by our leader, our rare breed. Eagles get the win, 31-17, cover the spread, take down the mighty Dolphins. Robert, you said your Dolphins lost. Yeah, I was in deep depression. Um, no, I'm not sad. Uh, look, it was a good win. Uh, I did pick them to lose because I did. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm the only one that keeps it real. You just pick them every week blindly. Um, but no, <laughs> it was a good win. And, and, you know, Kelly Green, first of all, the Kelly Green oh, looked yeah, amazing. So How are those not just our permanent like jerseys? I, I don't I don't get it. I get that they would lose the novelty, but they look so much better. Um, but no, as to the game, they played well. I mean, my biggest kudos, honestly, is to Desai. Um, but the offense definitely looked better beyond that first drive. That first drive in the red zone was, I mean, the three runs, then they try to run with Hertz and then, you know, gain well. The gain well situation still infuriates me, but, um, but overall, it was much better offensive game plan. Obviously, we can't argue with the results. So it's a good win. It was a statement win, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, the Dolphins were considered top of the class. You look at all the advanced metrics, their offense was number one. Um, you know, Waddle got banged up. Uh, their offensive lineman got his ankle stepped on, thoughts and prayers. But, um, yeah, and and Hill got his to a certain degree. But for the most I mean, we didn't let uh, Tyreek Hill destroy us. And that was certainly a concern going in. Justin, favorite part of the uh favorite part of the win what was your favorite moment there were some great hurts moments great defenses defensive moments kind of a lot to choose from yeah there was a lot to choose from i think for me um it was the fact that you know it looked like we could potentially lose that game and the defense finally got us that big turnover that we've we've kind of been looking for the past what two three games yeah four games with uh and that slay interception was the only turnover the past four games and that was a great play by Slay. I mean, it wasn't even his guy who the ball was being thrown to. Luckily, they were close enough, uh, but pulled it out. And I think right before that, I said, hey, it might have to come down to the offense here. And um, it was it was nice to see, you know, the defense came up big when it looked like they were starting to languish there uh, and getting some yards against them. And then the offense pretty much took over at that point. And we put together two really good drives. And like Rob said, I mean, we came out and, it was a great start 
but in the red zone, um, yeah, I agree that <laughs> man, the play calling in the red zone to start was just atrocious, but <laughs> luckily Brian was able to put it together and put together some nice drives and Hurts came around as well. Um, you know, he had the interception and the fumble, but, uh, put together a good game overall. Yeah. How pumped do you think Brian Johnson was that Kenny Gainwell finally got a touchdown? Do you think he <laughs> felt like, yes, I'm finally vindicated for putting him in hey, I told stupid you. moments? He's- He's our he's our goal line back. Another eight carries for sixteen yards. Yeah, I mean I he's in he's in for pass pro, so you have to put you have to let him run every now and then. I agree, it's probably overdone to a certain extent. Swift is still getting a majority of the carries, but I mean, if you're gonna put him in for those pass plays in the red zone, you got to let him run every now and then. So, but I, I don't they don't I, just I know should, about it. I should try to pull this up because I swear today. I saw the PFF grades from the Eagles and that Kenny Gainwell was actually rated worse in pass blocking. So, uh, than Swift and I could be remembering this wrong. I'll see if I can find it quick, but I just think he adds nothing in those big moments. And it still infuriates me that they have to, uh, you know, take out Swift in those, you know, crucial plays. Again, I don't mind him getting his touches, but it's just when he's getting them that continues to make no sense. That, that's I also my, one of my biggest complaints on offense. Also, I mean, the injury thing we consistently bring up. And I mean, Swift had what? He was in for 68% of the plays and game one was in for about 30% of the plays. So it's not like an abundance. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, what do you, Swift can't carry the ball all the time. And then I don't know. Boston Scott actually does have some flashes. So maybe he's the guy to start rotating in a little bit more than game well uh but yeah i don't know i don't know what the situation is or all right how you deal so with it. but yeah pff's grades from the eagles dolphins win so swift had an overall grade of 67.2 um passing 58.3 pass blocking 76.7 contrast that to Kenny kenny gainwell's pass block grade if i'm reading this chart correctly um was 24.5. So, um, you know, none of it makes sense to me. Yeah, I don't think you can even say he's the much better pass blocker. I mean, at least he's it's not one game, out though, correct? Yeah, it's one game, but yeah. you know, it is. Yeah, I would is. say I, I don't, it's not I, like he's been blowing me away other weeks saying, Wow, look at him pass block there. That we really yeah. need this guy in there. Yeah, I, no, I, I don't disagree with you, but it's the coach's decision. And I mean, from what they've seen, they, that's what they do, and that's how they do it. That's what I'm saying. So, I don't know. You yeah, want to take I'm just Gable saying they're wrong. 100 and give Swift 100 percent of the carries all the time. Fair, go for it. We'll see if Swift is there at the end of the season for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think you can split the difference, right? Like, I, I think it's a little too much Gainwell. Eight carries feels like a lot for him. Uh, considering how inefficient he's been, I mean, eight for 16 yards, and it feels like it's kind of been this all season. I I do think we need to manage Swift's carries, but why not? Why not give Boston Scott like three, four carries a game? Nothing crazy. Just give him three, four carries a game. You can trust him in pass protection. They ran that like little uh, screen for him against the Jets, like off that. They did that fake, and then he cut across it and was wide open. It was a really well drawn up play. So I think there's a little left in Boston Scott um, that I wouldn't mind seeing taking some of the 
the the Gainwell stuff because Gainwell just hasn't been super efficient. I I'm I'm with both Justin and Rob here because I don't think it can just be all DeAndre Swift, but also maybe try someone else beside Gainwell or Rashad Penny. I mean, why is Rashad Penny on the team? I don't get it. I they must not have liked what they saw at a training camp or in practice. But I wouldn't. I'd be okay with like three Rashad Penny carries. I guess it's just he's not you know, Boston Scott, they have for kick returns and they're not going to, they're not going to have a fourth running back if he's not playing special teams. Yeah. The penny thing is interesting because he's still around. <laughs> like he's, he's there. It's like, he's taking up a position, uh, but for some reason they, they do not want to use him. I mean, other than what the first or second game, I think they put him in a little bit. He had that one flag on pass protection and that was about I it. I assume yeah. they, I assume they must just figure like his contract was super cheap and we're going to roll with them the rest of the year as a depth piece in case someone gets injured. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it was, it was interesting because you had always heard how he liked uh, like Penny in the draft and kind of always had his eye on him. I thought they would be uh, using him a little bit more. We got to give it up for AJ Brown. Once again, uh, was it five games in a row now with over 125 receiving yards, 10 for 137 and a touchdown. He caught that deep bomb uh, from Hertz uh, late in the game, kind of iced the game there. And it was a great throw by Hertz, but also like a great catch. He just continues to dominate. And I, I think I can say it. I think he's better than Terrell Owens. I know Terrell Owens had that one amazing year, but between what we've seen out of AJ Brown last year and these first um, seven games, I think you can almost say AJ Brown has had a better career as an Eagle than Terrell Owens, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I would agree with you, Sean. I mean, I think at this point, uh, I know T.O., you know, got us to the Super Bowl, but he didn't win us one. So yeah. at this point, I don't know. I'm on Team AJ for, you know, potentially being the the best uh, or getting up there as the best uh, Eagles wide receiver in history. So we'll No, see. he's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, I mean, uh, the fact that the Titans traded him just blows my oh, mind. Um, I mean, for us to get him at the, and he's only like what, 26 years old. So he's 26. in the, literally the prime of his career. Um, and he's just been, you know, he's unstoppable. He's fast. He's big. He's strong. It's just, um, and, you know, clearly him and Hertz have a connection and it, it's just been great to watch. Did you see and, that? I mean, kudos to Hertz too. I mean, he's the one who was able to kind of get AJ to come here as well, yeah. right? Like, you know, talk him into it and, and be the guy. So it's great. Did you guys see that video of uh, <laughs> uh, Jalen Hurts said it was like a sideline mic'd up thing where Jalen Hurts said he looked up at A.J. Brown and he thought it was Julio Jones because, you know, <laughs> Julio normally wears 11. He had that dark visor always. Um, it is funny. And, and Julio got a catch, so got something out of it. I We'll, we'll see what he ends up contributing. I, I think probably what we saw against the Dolphins is probably what his role is going to be. You know, out there maybe a couple times in some four receiver sets, nothing crazy, not eating away at at anyone's uh you know anyone's workload there. Goddard had another good game, uh, got that touchdown, got a nice amount of targets. Kicking it over to the defensive side, defensive line just continues to be awesome. But I think hats off to the secondary. I, I mean. The fact that we have all these injuries at safety, you know, Sidney Brown was filling in for Reed Blankenship and then Sidney Brown got knocked out for a little bit. Eli Ricks was uh, out there, uh, you know, in coverage. And 
I, I mean, I don't even know who had the best game on the on the back end. I think just got to give it up. Uh, hats off to Sean Desai. He's he's coached up a really good game against a good offense, which is was always the beef with Gannon. Yeah, no, I think he's done a great job so far. I mean, and this line, like you said, is doing amazing. I mean, to to lose Hargrave, who's you know he got that massive contract from San Francisco. I think it's like twenty one mil a year, and and to get Jalen Carter and somehow upgrade from Hargrave is just yeah. insane. He's he's been amazing, and the defensive line has obviously helped the cause. But like you said, I mean the the secondary has stepped up, and a guy who hasn't gotten a lot of praise, but uh, kept an eye on him a little bit the past two games. I mean, Nicobe Dean seems to be doing a hell of a job out there, a linebacker, um, especially with his coverage ability. So, it, and he's getting all over the place. He's still making tackles, but it's it's nice to see. Dean, are you talking about Dean or, or yeah? Uh, Yes, I mean, wasn't this weekend? I actually said to Sean, I, I think this weekend was his first week back, right, from the injury. Um, no, he played last week. Thursday yeah, I think it's his second week. Yeah, his second Pretty week. Sure. Oh, is it? Did he play last week? Positive, yeah. Because I meant, um, I wanted to mention him last week and I forgot. Oh, because I, I actually felt like, I because I, I heard he played something like 60 snaps or something like that, either 60% or 60 snaps. And I remember thinking like, I didn't even realize he was out there that much because, like, I didn't really hear his name called. I didn't really notice him doing anything, but at the same time, I didn't hear anything negative about him either. So it was kind. Of, I was kind of like, it's hard for me to get a read what was going on with him. Uh, but maybe you saw something or were looking closer. But you know, Mostly if you're not hearing his name yeah. in a bad way, that's a good thing too. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I, I think someone we need to be talking about more or isn't getting much attention. Josh Sweat, another awesome game from Josh Sweat. He he really kind of flies under the radar. And this is just add this to the to the list of how he wins. The fact that they took a chance on this guy who had, you know, the, the rap on him was like this crazy knee injury and he would never be able to play a full season and or, or whatever. But they've done a great job of managing his snap count and whatever and keeping him out on the field. But he has he had two sacks. Uh, against the Dolphins, five and a half sacks so far this season. He's tied with Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick also just continues to dominate. I mean, the only one that's not having like an amazing year, it seems, is uh, Derek Barnett on the defensive line. Even we got a Nolan Smith sighting. Docker. He got his sack. Uh, so it, it's really just everyone's eating on the defensive line. It's it's kind of fun. You know, Cox is having a good year. Uh, Milton Williams seems like he's always in on plays. Like the D line is just, they play, they had an awesome year last year, but I think in a lot of ways, they're almost better than last year. Yeah. No, agree, agree, Sean. Uh, go ahead, Justin. No, I was just going to say it's a complete upgrade. Like I said, I mean, you lose Hargrave, Carter comes in, he's playing amazing. Um, it doesn't seem like there's any weak link out there. The rotation's awesome too. You know, like you said, sweat. I mean, to have like Graham in there on certain plays and, uh, to think that, like, you know, he's coming in to replace Reddick on other plays. It's just amazing. Um, and they keep adding the pressure. And, and you saw it this game. I mean, they went against Tua, who had who passes the ball just about as fast as anybody in the league. Yeah. And they were able to get pressure on him pretty consistently this game. And the other thing, too, that's happening is we're giving up the least amount of rush yards uh, per attempt this season so far. So. That's the other thing is teams aren't running the ball, and that was kind of a 
you know, a red mark on Gannon, I think, last season was teams were actually, when they would commit to it, able to run on us. And you don't see it happening right now. We've given up the least amount of yards in the league. Yeah, I just think like from from the eye test watching Desai, um, it, it really does seem like, like he's mixing it up a little more and making more adjustments than Gannon did. I mean, I I always just felt like Gannon had his scheme. If he got to the quarterback, fine. But if not, if they got rid of the ball quick, you know, you were screwed and they'd pick you apart. And, and it was just, you know, uh, death by a thousand cuts kind of thing. And um, you know, Desai's done a nice job of adapting to that. Um, you know, I mean, they they held, you know, the Dolphins' offense, which has been pretty insane stat-wise. I mean, you watch Tyreek Hill out there. He's literally the only guy in the NFL that you watch, and you're like, he really just has another gear than everyone else. I mean, he is noticeably faster than everyone else. Um, and yet, you know, we held them. So he deserves a lot of credit, I think. Obviously, we have the players to make it work, but – you know, I do think he's doing a nice job schematically, and it seems like maybe he's even improving game to game, um, you know, as he gets a little more experience here. And, you know, one thing we didn't touch upon yet, and maybe we're going to get to it, but the Eagles actually made an upgrade to the defense this last week, too, in trading yeah. for a, a new safety from the Titans. Uh, is it Bar- Bard? I'm, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name, but um, from all from everything I've read, it seems like a really, really good trade. Um you know, I think he's like 30, but he's, you know, been an all pro and, uh, you know, I think he's going to really help us. Yeah. Yeah. Considering Edmonds was a bit of a dud. I mean, I, I was, I was content with trading him away in order to get Bayer to, like you said, Rob, I mean, this is, this is a guy who was an all pro and, uh, he's got a little mileage, as you said. I mean, he has almost 700 tackles in the league, but he's a bit of a ball hawk gets about four to five interceptions a season. And, um, it, it's nice considering, you know, we went from Blankenship and Edmonds at the beginning of the season, and I, I still like Blankenship, and I think he's great, but we lost Epps, who I think was uh, really underrated. We've talked about losing CJGJ a ton, but Epps was that other guy who really added to the secondary for us, and now to go have Blankenship, who's filled in a great role for us, and, and to add uh, Bayer to that, I think is huge. Yeah, and a little nugget here, both Reed Blankenship and um and uh and uh Byard both went to Middle Tennessee State. Um I'm gonna double check um if they were there at the same time. I think they may have just yeah, they just missed each other because uh Byard got drafted in twenty sixteen. But um, Blankenship uh, started in 2017 in Middle Tennessee, but they have like a bunch of mutual friends. They're very familiar with each other. So that's kind of a cool thing for safeties that are going to be working together. They already have some sort of connection and, you know, a little conference USA uh, thing going on for them. And yeah, safety was maybe the only weakness. And I mean, according to Michael Parsons, this Eagles team has no weakness. I, uh, I sent you guys that clip of Micah Parsons talking about how he named the Eagles the number one team and just went through our whole roster and was like, man, they have no weaknesses. It is very funny that like Mike Parsons is more optimistic about the Eagles than like 20, like half the fan base. Um, uh, But yeah, I, I mean, the fact that these players have podcasts now, it's just such a new world. Taking a quick break to talk about Hall of Fame bets. That's right. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. 
You got the parlay ideas? Just drop them over to Hall of Fame Bets. Man, as a guy who loves me some parlays, this saves you so much time, so much energy. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Yeah, it's funny he would even say that. I mean, if yeah, I'm a Cowboys was, fan and I hear him saying that, I'm like, what are you doing? Just stop. <laughs> you don't need you really to, want to like, get to that segment. Other thing, too, before we move on about Baird, uh, I think he actually, his, his family grew up Eagles fans, and he's, yeah, I think he's, oh, yeah. I don't know if he's from the area over here, but I think I read somewhere that, like, Dawkins was one of his favorite players and stuff. So uh, you, you love to see that as well. Yeah, media knows how to get us psyched about a player. Just bring up some <laughs> connection to Brian Dawkins. Like Kayvon Wallace, I feel like I was in on him just because he was roommates with Brian Dawkins' son. Like, he was around Dawkins. He must be good. He's going to figure oh, it out. Speaking Maybe. of Kayvon, he just got cut from the Cardinals, actually. Yeah, couldn't cut it with old uh, JG. Uh, Blessing in disguise. <laughs> he, seemed, he seemed like a good kid, but yeah, I don't. There just wasn't much there on the field. Uh, last thing, to get to from the game, uh, of course, Jalen Hurts with the knee injury that he claims he sustained. Uh, not during the game, wasn't clear on when it w- did happen. We had been. I, I mean, everyone has some theories. It seemed like there were times earlier in the year where he was a little more hesitant or not running quite as fast. But then this game, it became more pronounced at some point. Uh, then he put on the knee brace for the second half, um, still played at a really high level. And there, I, there, one of his runs I thought was pretty electric, and he made that one uh, throw on the run that was really good. I, I don't know. My, my conspiracy theory is that he had at some point been slightly nicked up. And if you watch it, when uh, he did that design run uh, in the red zone and he like intentionally slid because there wasn't anything there, it almost looked like he jammed it there. I think he's just dealing with a mild sprain and then retweaked it there. That's my theory, but uh, I'm open to ideas. What, what do you, no one seems to have a good read on what's going on with his knee. Sounds like it's not too serious. Maybe some pain tolerance. He, by all accounts, he will be playing, but what are your guys theories? No, I don't disagree with you, Sean. I think he did have something to do with it. As we we talked about, you know, a few games back, it didn't look like he's been 100% even to start the season. So I think, yeah, he might have tweaked it at some point, and it obviously seems like he uh, made it a little bit worse. He was running, you know, really gingerly that one play. I think yeah. he was still able to scramble for a first down, but he almost looked like he was, like, hobbling by the end of it. And, this could also go back to why he's had so many turnovers, um, not making any excuses for him. But, you know, he's got, what, uh, nine passing TDs, but, but eight interceptions. Sure sounds like an excuse. Um, seems to be an issue to a certain extent, you know, the fact that he does have these turnovers. That being said, I mean, he does have 15 touchdowns and nine turnovers this season. If we talk about the greatest quarterback of all time, I mean, he's only three behind Hertz with six turnovers. Um, Mahomes there, so um, yeah, <laughs> I think he I has ten that. actually. Oh, could you imagine if uh, they found out Patrick Mahomes had a knee brace? Oh my God, the Warrior! <laughs> he's out there playing through the pain. Well, Jordan Mailata did uh, have a great quote 
about Hertz saying, I effing love it. It inspires us to lock it up and firm it up in pass protection. I mean, Jesus, that guy's a warrior. I love him. I love that man. I love that man to death, man. So he certainly has the backing of the O-line and and their support. But I, I don't know. I guess nothing super serious. We got well, what, one other thing, Sean. Yeah. Just just uh, I am concerned, though. Like, what the fuck is up with the QB draws? Can we stop yeah. them? Like, uh, I don't think it's necessary at this point. The other thing, too, is it seemed like he was running less this season. But I did a little math here, and I was looking at it. Um, he had 139 carries in 2021, 165 last season, and it seemed like he was running less actually this season. But if you do the math here, he's on pace to run, have more carries this season than any other season, um, you know, in his career. And this is a guy who needs to start throwing a little bit more from the pocket. Yes, you don't want him to lose his legs and uh, lose that ability. Uh, but we we got to stop running him, especially in these stupid design draw plays, I think. Yeah, the design draw yeah. plays, they were fun last year, but they were playing Hurts differently, and they're just they're just not there. So they're not effective, and he seems to have a good sense of when to run and when not to. Hey, third and long, and there's nothing there. Yeah, pick up the first down. That's awesome. It keeps the drive alive. But, yeah, to your point, the, the design draws have just – they just look like there's nothing there. Yeah, it just seems like the runner, it, like last year, it just seemed like the runs that we were doing were were much more effective. They were rollouts or read options and and things like this. Whereas this time, it's literally he's taking the snap, maybe taking a quick step back, and then just running forward into a wall. And th- they're just not working. They're not creative. And and I agree. If if those are the kind of runs we're gonna use them for, don't even run them. You know, it, it's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you're gonna run him. It's got to look better. I don't know if it's just the way defenses are playing them or they're not as, uh, yeah, just not getting open. I don't know what it is, but uh, they're just not working. Kicking it around the league, uh, Giants took down the Commanders in a pretty ugly game. 49ers had, or sorry, Cowboys had a bye. But the 49ers, they lost. They lost uh, now to the Cleveland Browns and the Vikings. Uh, back-to-back losses. They're now 5-2. and two. Justin has coined the name Brock Turdy. It seemed like uh, the 49ers were the team to beat. Now uh, the turd man is in the concussion protocol. Looks like Sam Darnold will get the start. Are, are, are the 49ers still our biggest concern in the NFC? And if not, who is? In my opinion, yes. Um, I mean, as you said, he was in the concussion protocol. You know, I, I don't know when that happened. I heard some speculate that it, there was a, a QB sneak at one point in the game where he might have taken a pretty good shot, and I think he threw it. Oh, t- was it the tush push, after. the most dangerous play in the NFL? It, it could have been. Who knows? <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I Killed three men it, already. But- um, you know, that might have accounted for some of his play. Um, certainly, he didn't play well in the fourth quarter. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I still think when they're clicking on all cylinders, they're probably our biggest threat, you know, because they are a pretty balanced team offensive and defensively. So, um, you know, I, I think we can match up against them, but I, I do think they're still the biggest threat. I, I don't disagree with Rob. I, I think at this point, I mean, because if you take the Niners away, who's the biggest threat then in the NFC? I, I just don't know. I can't say Dallas. And, you know, uh, it, it doesn't seem like, there's anybody else with that said yeah. uh, it seems like these guys are getting pretty exposed now that Debo's out he's banged up 
Um, I think he'll probably be back this next game if I'm if I'm um if I heard correctly. But anyways, Caffrey already has 125 rushes at this point. Um, he's he's also getting the ball in a lot of passes. Uh, he hasn't run that much in other than I think last year he ran what 159 times, but the last three years before that. He couldn't even stay healthy enough to to get a hundred rushes. So it'll be interesting to see if they could stay healthy enough throughout the season in order to be a contender. Yeah, and and I mean Trent Williams, their left tackle, he's been out. Um, your point of uh, Christian McCaffrey, there was question as to whether or not he was going to play on Monday night. He gutted it out. He's dealing with this oblique injury, so um, still effective, but not not a hundred percent. And then, uh, Nick Bosa was calling out kind of the defensive coordinator of the play call. so trouble in paradise for the 49ers hate to see that. Hopefully they get it together. Uh, moving over to the Reddit roast of the Washington commanders. The team we're playing on Sunday Eagles are six and a half point road favorites in DC. Of course, uh, magic Johnson now part of the ownership group. This was, uh, they shared one of his tweets in the uh, Reddit uh, of uh, the Washington commanders, his tweets are really the best disappointing 14, seven loss for my commanders to the New York giants. It's hard to win in the NFL when you only score seven points. <laughs> <laughs> the number one, there are 99 comments uh, to this uh, uh, magic Johnson tweet. The number one is sigh. Thanks magic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's so great when he chimes in. It's just the ultimate, uh, like no duh type tweets. He really has a, and you can try and parody it, but he just, he really has it down. It's pretty amazing. It's also pretty great, uh, not to change tunes, but for all those giants lovers out there, how they're, how they get the win with Daniel Jones out, uh, with Tyrod in there. Yeah. Now you $40 million man. I keep pressing Kramer trying to pin him down. I'm like, you want Tyrod? Guys winning, you almost beat the the Bills. I mean, if they were to beat the Bills and the Commanders, how can you put how can you put uh, Daniel Jones back there? I don't get it. I uh, I saw on Reddit somebody had the balls in the Giants thread to post uh, a Giants Wire article where they were celebrating the fact that the Giants won and they were only a, a game and a half back of the wild card spot now. <laughs> so week seven. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I guess they're still in the mix. So yeah, you can't jump off the wagon yet, but I, I don't know if it's time to be celebrating. Uh, in that same thread, though, or in that same note, uh, did you guys see Jonathan Allen uh, kind of go a yeah. little nuts in the locker room uh, talking yeah. about his frustrations? Yeah, it was, uh, he was pretty great. It was pretty fired up. Um yeah, what it, it was just basically. I'm sick of losing. I've been here seven years. All I've done is law lose. Like uh, it was a uh, real it was one of those. Yeah, it, it's just got to suck for him. I mean, he held the Giants to 14 points, and they still yeah. didn't pull out a win. Uh, kicking it over to the preview of the Commanders. It, it's weird. Um, the Eagles are 10 and three straight up. Last 13 games against the Commanders, but in some ways, it feels like they almost have our number or at least play better against us than they do normally. The exception was last year, the Carson Wentz game in DC where we uh, destroyed them. They of course beat us in Philly. We avenged that loss in Philly by beating them uh, in overtime when Ron Rivera didn't want to go for two. Thank you, Ron. Any theories on why the commanders, is it just as simple as, Hey, it's a division thing. They get up for it. 
I don't know, because the matchup-wise, they shouldn't be able to hang with us. I don't know, Sean. I, I think that's a good question. Um, I, I think if you're talking about division rivals, this is one that we probably don't take that seriously. I hate to say it. <laughs> maybe it's because I'm a fan, but also I think the players as well. Uh, maybe they're going with a different mindset. Uh, that said, I mean, we got to take him seriously. If I actually forgot until <laughs> till I knew we had to talk about him, the fact that we nearly lost to them when we happened to beat them in OT less than a month ago. I know. I mean, it's crazy. And to think that if Rivera had gone for two, I mean, we probably would have lost. So thank goodness to him. Uh, not nah, or else we probably have another loss on the board. But uh yeah. His answer was so great. Uh, my players were tired. <laughs> what about the defense <laughs> you're playing against? <laughs> that was the other thing uh, I picked up from uh, the commander subreddit. They're really out on Ron Rivera. They're not uh, fans of Ron Rivera. But sorry, if I cut you off, Justin, what else did you have? No, no problem. No, that was about it. I mean, yeah, I don't know how he went from Riverboat Ron to like not going for it on two there. Paddleboat Ron. Once yeah, again, thank you, buddy. Yeah, paddleboard Rob, we could call him. Uh, Rob, regular Rob, uh, any any theories on why the commanders are able to hang with us? No, I mean, I, I guess like you said, I think it's just a division game. You know, t- things tend to happen, and we've just, you know, whether they catch us off guard or what, we just haven't put up good games against them. I mean, you know, we let Sam Howell kind of pick us apart last time, and, you know, I'm, I'll be interested to see how Desai – kind of adjust defensively this time. I mean, they're giving, aren't they giving up like an insane amount of sacks? Um, yeah. Uh, Sam Howell is uh, set up a, he's, uh, he's taken 40 sacks so far. He's on pace for 97. The previous record I think was uh 76 or um, Derek Carr. So yeah, it's 67. <laughs> sorry, David Carr. Um, the previous record at 76. So, I mean, some of that obviously is the offensive line, but you, Sam Howell certainly deserves a ton of uh, blame for the sacks. Uh, Eric Bieniemy deserves a ton of blame for not scheming up better protection. But yeah, I mean, uh, we uh, the defensive line for how well this defensive line should be playing, uh, anything less than like five sacks, I think, is kind of a disappointment. Yeah, yeah completely I agree. Yeah, I mean, maybe we're setting the bar too crazy high here, but. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. We should be able to get to them. As far as what we want to see in this game, uh, for me, if I had to pick one thing I want to see on offense, Devonta Smith, get him going. I know AJ's been the man. We got Goddard going. Devonta still seems a little lost. Some of it probably his own fault, but, you know, the guy is pretty explosive. He's had uh, a monster game against the Commanders last year. What about you, Justin? What do you want to see offensively? Uh, I'm fine with Keeping Goddard going, actually, he's the guy I got down here. I think we can continue to keep him in the mix, keep him going. I loved, I love that play call that we had around the twenty yard line last game, where you know Mylotta got downfield about twenty yards to the end zone with his block, and Goddard was able to bust it in. Um, so I don't know. I, I would say keep him going. I do. I I agree with your argument there about Devonte, but he's still been getting what four or five receptions a game and about fifty yards. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm with Goddard. Rob, besides no Kenny Gainwell, what do you want to see offensively? <laughs> I think my number one thing is zero turnovers. Yeah. Uh, we need to end this yeah. streak of the turnovers. It is 
you know, I know we joke about it. I know, Sean, you don't like to talk about it because you don't want to throw any and shit hurts. But but to have more turnovers, you know, now than he had the entire last season is a problem. And it is going to bite you at some point. It did against the Jets. Um, so I just want to see us go out and play a clean game and kind of get back on track with protecting the football and, um, you know, keeping things going that way. That's fair. I mean, because we've uh, considering our turnover margin, the fact that we're six and one is pretty impressive. And yeah, obviously, offense needs to clean it up, but defense needs to continue to create some turnovers. And only one in the last four games, just not going to get it done. That's what I want to see on defense. We had zero turnovers the last time we played the commanders. Like, come on, Sam Howe, we can get a strip sack. Where are these strip sacks? They're getting so much good pressure. I know some of it. It's frustrating with turnovers because it does feel like some of it is kind of random with the ball bouncing or recovering a fumble is lucky at times, uh, tip balls, et cetera. But I want to see, I want to see a couple turnovers from the defense. Rob, what about you defensively? One thing you, you got to see come Sunday. I mean, I'd say I want to see Baird out there. I don't, I'm not sure if he's definitely playing or what the plan, how much he'll play, but um, I'd kind of just like to see him in action and and hopefully I think you said Sean Reed practice today. So to see both of them out there together would be great. Uh, I'm just interested to see what that adds to the defense in terms of the flexibility. Maybe it gives them a little bit in ensuring up, you know, that that secondary. Yeah, that would be great. Um, you never know with the trade during the week if he can get ready to go in time, but that would be awesome to see him out on the field there. Justin, how say you? Uh, I want to see a little bit of containment. Um, I think what we could do is Howell does like to run, especially when he gets you know yeah. the pressure. I think contain him and just let Jalen Carter eat. Just come up the middle, then you know put him in a big bear hug. Let the the rhino, you know, just take take him down. So that would be my thing. Baby rhino. Yeah, you're right. I feel like. I'll look it up, but I feel like he had a Hal had a good game uh, running the ball against us. By the way, well, speaking of uh, Jalen Carter, did you guys see his? You know, he he got that, uh, you know, that wrong. double penalty last game, and you know, kind of seemed like he flopped a little bit. <laughs> yes, and they asked him about it, and he said something along the lines of, "I'm paraphrasing, but I just I just asked what LeBron would do." Something yeah. like that. Channeled my inner LeBron. Yeah, that was great. He got assaulted, Rob. That was that was straight up assault. <laughs> uh, uh, one little, uh, one little nugget though. Uh, I forgot to mention about offense. Um, uh, we're number one right now in time of possession and by a wide margin. And we were talking about earlier what's helping out our defense. I mean, I think that's another thing. The fact that we're not getting the turnovers on defense, but the but we're still you know carrying that time of possession. Yeah, which is pretty huge and, and able to get those guys a little bit more rest, uh, you know, than other teams. So yeah. I'm sorry, Sean, I cut you off. No, no, no. I was just going to say Hal had six for 40 last game. And and those those QB scrambles can be backbreakers when they're getting the first down. So, yeah, that would be nice not to see him uh, running around free and easy back there. Okay, time for our underdog pick them. Go to underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN, 100% deposit bonus up to five. $100. Okay, over, or sorry, higher and lower on the pickums. We got Jalen Hurts. Of course, we can always take his higher uh, half rushing touchdown, receiving touchdown. That feels like a, a free square. Uh, Devonta Smith receiving yards. That's set at 50 and a half. AJ Brown, 88 and a half. 
Goddard, 41 and a half. They have some Jake Elliott uh, props up here. They got DeAndre Swift. Uh, what are you feeling, Justin? I'll let you go first. What are you What are you looking to play here? And, of course, fading any of the uh, commanders as well. What do we have uh, for Hertz passing yards? Hertz passing yards. Good question. 252 and a half. Done. Hit it. All right. I'm in. Higher. Rob, there is no Gainwell uh, pick them available for you to fade. Uh, any Anything <laughs> you uh, like, player you want to get on here? Um, what's the Goddard numbers? Uh, Goddard, 41 and a half receiving yards, or you can spice it up and uh, Goddard to score a touchdown is a 2x multiplier. So that's kind of fun to put in there. Uh, Yeah, let's go for it. Let's take a shot. All right. I like it. So we got Goddard to score a touchdown. Hurts over passing yards. Uh, We need something from uh, the commander's side, something we want to fade. We could fade how passing yards. I mean, the, I I like the idea of fading Robinson rushing yards, even though they are pretty low at 38 and a half. Um, they got Logan Thomas receiving yards, Joey Sly, extra points made. Uh, that's a fun way to fade, um, fade maybe them scoring a bunch of points, or we could just go completely off the board and pick another player. Justin, What's back scary? to you. What do you? Oh, you don't. Scary Terry's not there. No, I don't see any Terry. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, well, they only have Terry McLaurin to score a touchdown. They don't have uh, any of his other stuff up. We said no TD. No, you can only say because oh, it's like a it's a spicy prop. It's like a multiplier. Gotcha, gotcha. I I think I think we go uh, Brian Robinson lower rushing yards or Sam Howe lower passing yards. I I don't think he's going to get loose. What's his What's passing his, yards? Yeah, what is it? Two thirty eight and a half. Uh, under, under. All right, let's go. Yeah, I'll take that. So, because we have the uh, multiplier in there for uh, the Dallas Goddard, a forty dollar bet pays a four hundred and eighty dollars twelve x. That is pretty fun. Underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. All right, gentlemen, most valuable eagle final score. Rob, what do you got? I'm going to say Jalen Carter gets a uh, strip sack uh, turnover. I'm going to go him, and uh, I am going to pick us to win this week. I actually do not think this game is going to be particularly close. I'm going to say 34-14 Eagles. That would be nice. A little control. Hopefully we're not looking ahead to Dallas week after. That is always a concern. Justin, most valuable final score. Yeah, uh, most valuable eagle. I'm going to say Hurts, and I'm even going to go farther and say he has over 300 passing yards with four TDs this game. Oh, light it up. This is his coming out party here for the season. Week eight, he's ready to go. Um, and then I'm I'm close to Rob here on the score, uh, 38-17. All right. I like it. Yeah, I, I think we can really shut them down defensively. I'm going to say 28-10. to 10. A uh, similar style game, and yeah, I, I, Devonta Smith two touchdowns. I think he's just kind of due, and uh, he had a lot of success against the secondary last year. So twenty-eight to ten, Devonta Smith two tutties. Let's go! Thank you as always for tuning into the Diehard Eagles podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. Tell a friend for the Diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean Second the Money Green for Rob for Justin. Go Birds! Go Birds! birds.